going on. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Hold on. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, Mojo Mutati, in the house. Mojo, WrestleMania 39 went down in Hollywood over the weekend. Craziness. You had John Cena returning to the ring. Snoop Dogg decking The Miz and then pinning him. You had Cody Rhodes who nearly dethroned Roman Reigns. But Mojo, we're not going to start with any of that today because there is massive WWE news outside of the ring. Yes, that is even bigger than all of the happenings at WrestleMania 39. Mojo, Vince McMahon has, after decades and decades of having a WWE in his family. He has decided to sell the company to Endeavor. Endeavor started as a talent agency, which now owns the UFC. They are buying WWE and they are going to form this mega media company worth over $21 billion Bojo, and this is a big, big deal. A lot of people thought that a sale could be on the horizon. Saudi Arabia was obviously talked about, but in the end, it's Ari Emanuel and Endeavor. So, Mojo, uh, we talked to somebody who is um, one of the most famous, one of the most successful wrestling executives in the country. He is a WWE Hall of Famer, and he is the man that used to run WCW. Eric Bischoff, we talked to him about the move, got his thoughts. Here's the Hall of Famer. I think it was a good move. I think it was time for the company to take that next step, whatever that next step will ultimately be. But I think the combined strength of UFC and, and WWE and Endeavor, look, Endeavor's a powerhouse in their own right. There's going to be a lot of opportunity that is born out of the fact that Endeavor you know, is the owner of this new UFC WWE company. I'm still surprised. Um, I, I did call the Endeavor play early on. I think I was one of the few people that, that called that one. But nevertheless, still surprised. I, I didn't think I would see the day when Vince McMahon would actually sell WWE. And apparently that's what's happened. Yeah, actually, I got to agree with Bischoff here. I think, you know, myself as someone who was a wrestler in the WWE for 10 years, as morbid as it may sound, we all assumed that Vince was going to die in the chair. The chair, of course, being the yeah. position of control immediately on the other side of the curtain where the wrestlers come out. Uh, for, for every television show, it's crazy to think that the guy that took WWE to where it is now is passing it on during his lifetime, regardless of the offer that was received and how much the new opportunity makes sense. It is still crazy to think that Vince isn't going to be the owner and head honcho over there at WWE. And this is massive news. Never in my life would I ever have thought that WrestleMania itself would be an afterthought Right. Just the day, day after, Mojo. Later. The day after. We're not even talking about mania anymore. We're talking <laughs> about the sale. And to kind of dissect this one, this makes so much sense. I don't think there is any other party out there that would make more sense to buy the WWE than Endeavor. There has been a relationship growing for years now between the UFC and the WWE, you've heard it before, Vince and Dana have kind of created a, a very successful 
professional relationship. And they're very much alike as as people and as businessmen. And I think that's why they've gotten along so well over the years. Yeah, absolutely. They, they see eye to eye on, on so many things. And, you know, Dana has sent a lot of his fighters to the WWE yep. or at least given them their blessing. Yep. You know, talking about stars like uh, Ronda Rousey, Kane Velasquez, even the back and forth and probably the case Brock in point. Lesnar. Would be Brock Lesnar, exactly. Um, and, you know, maybe a little lesser known, Vince has done a lot for the UFC, kind of uh, coaching them up on how to handle uh, athlete personas and fighter entrances and just the spectacle that is professional wrestling. So this relationship has been fruitful and is going to be one that just uh, continues to grow. There's going to be so many collaborations. You're going to see going back and forth. You're going to see wrestlers now backstage interviewing, announcing, commentating all these things at UFC. You might not see as many wrestlers fighting, uh, but on the other side, you're going to see a ton of UFC fighters starting to mix it up on a one-off uh, pay-per-view, yeah. almost maybe in a similar role to a George Kittle where they can show up and do a spot on the fly. They don't have to prepare and rehearse uh for a whole match but then again right. seeing a guy like conor mcgregor hop over once he's done fighting that makes a ton of sense and this is just the beginning uh this is going to be a powerhouse that's the word everyone's using well I'm, I'm happy you said that about conor mcgregor mojo now this has been something that as soon as this merger was announced the wheels started turning you know which ufc fighters could possibly go over to wwe and vice versa and we are going to actually have a conversation with israel adesanya who's one of the most famous uh, MMA fighters ever, period, and he's got a, a hell of a big personality. He's very charismatic, and we're going to ask Israel later about possibly jumping over to WWE, but I want to show you a clip, Mojo. Now, we're going to go back some time here. We're going back nearly seven years to 2016. We got a great clip with Conor McGregor. Now, at the time, obviously, they weren't owned by the same company, but there was some trash talk going on between wrestlers and Conor. Uh, we talked to Conor about the WWE. Watch this. He did not mince his words. As far as talking about gimmicks, this is the real thing over here. I think these WWE guys think this is... They are not right in the head, some of them. I mean, the new age are dweebs. I just, let's be honest here, they're absolute dweebs. But the old school guys are legends, you know what I mean? Ric Flair was a legend. The McMahons, of course, um, Dons. Um, but I just said it as I is, the, 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 the dweebs. I mean, the main, what's the main guy, John Cena? He's, he's running around, he's, he's 40. Yeah, he's 40 years of age. He's running around in a luminous orange t-shirt and a headband, talking about nobody can see him. We can see him right there. He's a he's a big fat forty year old failed Mr. Olympia. Do you know what I mean? That dweebs, those guys. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about John Cena. We're going to talk about that later. By the way, let let me break this down for you. I can tell that that comment right there in 2016 shows how big of a fan <laughs> Conor McGregor actually is of the WWE. He's talking trash. He, he, he's setting the groundwork. He's starting his storyline to come over and work with them right then and there. He knows the yeah. wrestlers. He knows their gimmicks. He's plugged in. He knows what he's doing, and he is absolutely Perfect uh, for the WWE, especially with Roman Reigns staying on top and beating Cody, which I think very few, at least from a storyline perspective, thought was possible. No one knows who's next now to finally dethrone Roman after nearly 1,000 days with this new relationship with Endeavor. Could be Conor McGregor.
We are joined by, man, one of our favorite guys. Uh, I'll admit I'm a huge fan of this man right here. Uh, the former UFC middleweight champ, one of the baddest men on the face of the earth, one of the uh, best pound-for-pound -pound fighters in the world, and he is looking to uh, recapture that middleweight belt that he held for so long uh, this weekend at UFC 287. Huge fight. Israel Adesanya joins us. Izzy, how are you, brother? I'm very well. What's good, Mike? Not much. I, I am so excited uh, for this fight, Izzy. Um, when you look at this, Izzy, what, what's the, the motivation here? I, I know you're a, a very introspective person and, and uh, you think about things. Is it, is it gaining the belt back? Is it beating this guy who has been a rival of yours? Is it showing yourself that you can overcome adversity? What, what is the main motivation here, Israel, as we're just a few days away from what is going to be uh, the biggest thing going down this weekend? My belt's at home. <laughs> It's chilling at home. I'm still the champ. You know, people still call me champ. But for me, it's about beating my rival, you know, competition and reminding people, showing people how great I am. This is an opportunity that most people aren't blessed with to really rise up to an occasion and, and shine. So, yeah, I'm going to remind people how great I am. You know, what's funny is you when you say underdog, I, I looked at the odds and it's very close. But you are still at least what I've seen, the favorite were you are you surprised by that and if not why do you think that is why do they have you as the favorite is he i am surprised by that to be honest because i thought these bookies were weren't as smart as they are <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm surprised they actually picked me as a favorite because i am the more um polished fighter but he's just the guy that's got you know those tools that he's he's got that nuke he's you know only a few fighters in history have that um, like you just said in an interview, you're, 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 you're lucky to face a Mike Tyson. You're lucky to face a guy like David Tua. You're lucky to face a guy like Deontay Wilder, yeah. even just once in your career. You're lucky to face a guy like Alex Pereira even once in your career. So, yeah, lucky me. Israel, do you ever look back at that first fight and, and, and say to yourself, damn, I wish there was like 15, 20 seconds more in that round one because you, you, you hit him with that power jab and – uh, I think it was a right straight. You rocked him, and then he, his legs buckled with that left hook that, that was placed perfectly on his chin. Uh, I get the feeling if there were a few seconds left in that, that first round, he might not have gotten out of those first five minutes with you. One more shot. One more shot is all it took. Um, I mean, even I did the same thing when I fought, you know, my guy Rob at UFC 243. The last second I dropped him. Yeah. Um, I'm dangerous every second of every fight. It seems like people talk like you don't have the power to get him out of there. What would you say? What do you say to that? Seems those, those people don't really watch the game. Then they don't really watch yeah. the um, the history of, of fighting. You know, they haven't even watched the previous fights. I'm betting because again, we live in the goldfish memory era. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't need them to validate that. I know what happened. I know what I can do. He knows what I can do. Yeah. That's what's important. Do you put more emphasis, Izzy, on getting the finish if it's there? Uh, you talked about that nuke that he has just because all he has to do is throw one punch with that incredible power that he has. Do you put more emphasis on getting him out of there and, and not having to stand in front of him for a, a second longer than is necessary? Yeah, I don't get paid by the round. So I feel like this, I don't think there's emphasis. I just plan on dominating. And when I'm dominating, the finish comes. So I'm not putting emphasis on the finish itself, but I plan on dominating from the start to the finish and staying dangerous every second of, of this fight.
I'll get you out of here on this one, uh, Izzy. A big news yesterday that uh, that Endeavor, obviously, which owns the UFC, is uh, is buying WWE, and I, I already see a lot of people on social media, you know, kind of saying like, you know, uh, Connor would be great, Israel would be great as a wrestler. They got the charisma. Uh, I, I know how focused you are now on this fight, but if if could you ever see yourself getting into professional wrestling, especially now that you're kind of, you know, part of the company in a way? Could you see that happening, Izzy? That's later on down the track. That's later on down the track. Um, I'm still, I mean, that, that era, the Attitude Era was my era of, of wrestling. And I've been drawing even inspiration. I posted something a couple of days ago, maybe the, the the highlight between The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah, I saw that. WrestleMania my way City. or the highway. Exactly. One of the best highlights in, in history. Um, dope track as well. But one, something The Rock said towards the end of that post I made, I, I feel that that encapsulates exactly how I feel for this fight. Everything. I mean it, bro. Anything that wasn't helping this fight in my life was removed. Anyone that wasn't helping this fight in my life was removed. Everything I put into this fight. So this time it's my way. It's UFC 287, Saturday, April 8th. Uh, Israel Adesanya is one of the most important, one of the most influential people in all of sports, period. Uh, Izzy, thank you so much for your time as always. I appreciate it and go get him. Thanks, Mike. Good lad. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, LSU star Angel Reese being widely criticized for uh, using a John Cena, you can't see me, hand gesture at the end of the national championship game. Question is, will she apologize? The answer is a resounding no. We're going to hear from Angel Reese next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, uh, LSU star Angel Reese not going to apologize for doing John Cena's You Can't See Me celebration as the Women's National Championship game ended over the weekend. Of course, three-seeded LSU beat two-seeded Iowa. Now, Caitlin Clark is the star on Iowa. She is uh, AP Player of the Year. She is uh, an incredible player. But she had been doing something during the tournament, uh, particularly during the Elite Eight and the Final Four Mojo. She copied John Cena and as a way to celebrate did the You Can't See Me hand gesture. Well, Angel Reese uh, giving her a little taste of her own medicine uh, as the game ended. There you go. You see Angel. Uh, hey, you can't see me now as LSU won their first national championship in women's basketball. Well, after the game, Mojo, this went crazy. People were for some reason outraged that Angel had done this, uh, calling her a poor sportsmanship and, and really going in on this uh, woman on social media. Well, after the game, 
name, Angel, met with reporters. Of course, she was asked about the celebration. And if you thought she was going to apologize, you are sorely mistaken. I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody... I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood, I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that gonna, that's gonna speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is gonna go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. All right, Babcock, let me just start this one out by saying that my biggest issue with Angel, more than anything, is that she left my Maryland Terrapins and transferred to LSU. I'm just going to go ahead and start this <laughs> out. But saying that uh look yeah people are up in an uproar it's uh it's pretty crazy online reading all the comments and how strong their stances are actually this is an extremely polarizing thing we're talking about here look man here's here's my thoughts on this one when you put up a gesture after the game's over when you've already won you've won the national title the other team's obviously heartbroken uh throwing up a gesture individualized pointing and targeting uh someone in particular Maybe not the classiest move. That being said, it's it's my opinion that uh, if Caitlin Clark was going to go out there and, and throw that uh, gesture out during the tournament, you got to expect that it's coming back at some point. Um, look, when you trash talk during a game, before a game, you, you know, that's the game. You, you're trying to get in the other players' heads. You're trying to manipulate the contest and do whatever you can to come out on top. Maybe doing that gesture just hypes you up personally and lets you escalate your game, tap into a little bit of a different headspace uh, to, to play better. Um, you know, obviously after the game, usually you don't see as much trash talking unless something was extremely personal. You know, who knows? Maybe there is more history here than we know about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my opinion, was it the best move? Probably not. But that being said, maybe the seeds were planted. Maybe she was asking for it earlier. Yeah, and I'll say this. From a perspective of the entire sport, I think this is a great thing. You've got people talking about women's college basketball on the night where the men's college basketball game was played. Here we are talking about the women's game. I think that is a net positive. Fellas, we broke the story. We told you that Jake Paul had a new lady in his life. And now, Lucas, they've gone Instagram official. Yeah, Jake Paul and Utah Leardom both posted at the same time on Monday, showing that they're not just a fling. They are the real deal and they are into each other because these pictures are pretty strong stuff. I mean, they're posted up at the beach. They're wearing matching bracelets. Uh, are are they holding hands while running? Yes, they are that couple. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, but it, forget, excuse me while I throw up. <laughs> no, uh, it's a big step for them, but it just goes to show that, yeah, they weren't hiding in the dark at all. And, and they want everyone to know that they are a couple. It's funny because when we, like we said, we did this on the website. They uh, they knew each other. They met last year on social media. Uh, they started talking the last few months, and they really just started meeting in person, Mojo, over the last couple of weeks. But it looks like uh, from everything we've heard that they, yeah, they're really into each other and yeah, budding relationship. I mean, this guy wasted absolutely zero time. <laughs> huh? I mean, he is pulling the trigger fast, Lucas. 
You got the facts on this. Let me ask you a question. This is extremely important. Did they post at the same time separately or was it a collaborated Ooh. Instagram post? Because if it was collaborated, my goodness, there might as well be a ring already. I'm pretty sure it was actually just individual posts going uh, up at the same time on their own yeah. social media pages. Yes. They might not make it then. They clearly don't care about <laughs> each other that much. The relationship is now doomed. Yeah, look, he is, he is like him or not, he is one of the most eligible guys in sport. Forget it, not just sport. One of the most eligible bachelors out there. Young, handsome, talented, and rich. Yeah, Jake Paul has it all going for him now. And yeah, he's with one of the uh, top athletes, one of the best speed skaters in the entire world. Fellas, we are out of time. Uh, tomorrow we have a big, big show. Speaking of somebody who uh, actually hates Jake Paul, we are going to be joined by none other than Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, huge fight going down at UFC 287. We had Israel Adesanya today. Now, uh, tomorrow, we will have the man who was going to step in there with Gilbert Burns. And gosh, it's going to be great. Yeah, man, it should make it. Stop the show! And die!